This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. One pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. Call them every trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise and shine with 98 7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. Well, Rule 76 is hours and hours from now. It is January the 27th, 2023. Let's say good morning, everybody. It is a Friday. It is a football Friday. The last great football Friday until we get to September of later this year. I say good morning to my partner in crime, as it would be one Rick DiPietro. Good morning, Rick. How are you? Good morning, David. I'm doing fantastic, buddy. Let's go. Big Knicks win. Things big are Knicks happening win. with my Jets. Let's go. We got, yeah. Big, big. That, that. How about this now? That is the biggest Knicks win of the season. What do you think about that? I don't even think it's a question. Well, really? I thought you were going to have pushback with that. Why would I push back? You just, I mean, you went to Boston and won. Well, why would I have any pushback now? It wasn't, it wasn't easy. And it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's ever easy. But that's what happens when you score four points in the last five and a half minutes. What they get out scored fifteen four down the stretch of that game? A sixteen four, Dave. Yeah, yeah. They took a one hundred six ninety four lead, and it evaporated. And luckily for us, late in that game, Jason Tatum, who just was dicing us up late, didn't hit his shot, and then they didn't call the foul on Sims, and we got into OT. We did. Found and a fe- way. And fell behind by five in overtime and, and hit a couple threes. Randall hit that three. Randall three. That Randall, Randall three kind of stabilized thing. The RJ yep. three. Um, the J- You know, everything that went against the Knicks or seems to go against the Knicks all the time, when we recap a game, it's like, oh, this didn't happen. It all happened anti-Boston last night. Like, Jalen Brown gagged on those free throws. Gagged. And the Knicks went to the line and, and nailed their free throws down the stretch. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it came down to. I mean, he had a chance to put them up one, misses both free throws, and then R.J. makes his free throws. Yeah, but again, I mean, it's more of the same stuff. It's more the... Uh, I mean, and again, listen, Boston's... Boston's let's let's not do that today. Come on, that's, no, that's no. a great win. No, it's a great win, but it's but again, I mean, it's the same. You saw the same stuff. This, unfortunately for us this time, we found a way to to get the win. Like, it was touch and go at the end, man. Oh, listen, if they would have lost, we would have come on today and we would have ripped them. Destroyed them, and rightfully so. You can't you can't fall apart every single game in the final moments. You can't do it. But fortunately, they went to overtime. They hit the big shots. Boston did not hit their foul shots. The Knicks did, and we get out of there. That's that's a, that's an impressive win. So listen, I understand what you're saying, and you're not wrong. But I would I, let, let's not do that today. Today's got to be a that's a very optimistic win for the Knicks last night. No, I understand that, but nothing's changed though, except the fact that they won. I'm not. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to sit here and, and nitpick the entire game. But it's again. It's more of what we've seen. Games that should be should be closed out. That that haven't. Luckily for us in this one is. Uh, you mentioned. It, I mean, Jalen Brown, not making his free throws. But I mean, that was. Uh, you can't score four points in the last almost six minutes of the fourth quarter. But we know it's an issue. You for can't. The team. But we. But we know that. No, I know. I know. We know that. 
That's why you need to talk about it. It's the same thing. It's not something different. It's the same thing. It's stagnant offense. It's, I mean, it's turnovers. It's shot clock violations. It's empty possessions. Well, whose fault is that? Is that the players or is it the coach? I think it's a combination of both. All of a sudden, everyone starts standing around. It's like, here, Jalen, go make a play, and then try to kick it out. Or here you go, Julius, go make a play. Try to kick it out. That's what. It, that's exactly what it is. Like you watch Boston make plays, and they they have like like it looks like they have a, a planned offense, and the Knicks is just willy nilly. Do do whatever whatever you can do, go do it now. No, it's give Jalen Brunson space or give Julius space. I mean, the uh, the three that RJ hit was because they got a they got a it was rebound a transition right, and they came up with numbers. And they swung the ball. Brunson swung the ball to RJ, who was wide open in the corner, and he made his three. But like, it's got to be better than that, man. I mean, the team's the, the well, team I don't know. Has, I don't know that it's going to be better than that. I think you're going well, to be having the same conversation throughout the entire season. It, it well, hasn't have to been it better than that. It hasn't changed. That's what it is. That's what they are in big moments. Well, they have to figure it out. They have to. It's a, whatever it is. It's the players. It's the coach. Someone has to figure it out. But I don't think because it can't to. keep happening. Well, I, I don't think it's going to. Why, why would I think it's going to change now when it never changes? There's no reason to believe that it's not going to change. But I can't come into a show and just be like, rah, rah, we won. It's the best win of the season when you see the exact same thing that you've seen the entire season. You're fortunate to get the win. You're so negative. Then you go down five points, right? No T, and luckily Randall hits that three. Like you said, that was the best word to use. He stabilized things. Yeah, man, that's five and a half minutes just ugly, ugly offense. But that's what they did. Not getting stops and just, just... Empty possessions. I mean, it, there's it no fe- reason to have a shot clock violation. I mean, what are we doing? It feels like every game when the other team decides, all right, guys, na- na- you know, there's that moment right. of a game where it's like, okay, now now it's basketball. Now, it's, winning. It, it's, it's winning time. Yeah, it's, now, now it's time to turn it on, and we're going to play defense, and we're going to you know, really go after you. Yeah, that's when the Knicks are at their worst. That's, I mean, that's the Yeah, truth. we're going to start picking you up half court. Like Jalen Brown all of a sudden was like, okay, I'm going to start playing defense. I'm going to pick up. I'm going to pick up Brunson at half court, and we're really going to make it difficult. And we have the tendency to fold. Uh, that's correct. But, to, I mean, listen, you, you can have the, that take, and that's fine, and I don't think you're wrong, but my take from that game is Boston is one of the best teams in the NBA. The Knicks went into Boston and beat them. Oh, Jalen Brown was awful. I mean, that's part of it. Well, so uh, what? Listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to not celebrate the win, but we're going to have, there's going to be a lot more of the losses than the wins if this continues. It has to be cleaned up. But I think we've talked about that a lot. Where this, what, what, what is this team? You know, it feels like they, they always find a way to, to win games and then lose games, and there's tremendous mediocrity. But at least last night, they, they found a way to win the game. No, I understand. But it, it, but it looks the same, though. It would be different if we were talking about, okay, they had the, you know, they have the, they go up 106.94 with the 525, and, you know, they continue to function like a real offense down the stretch, and they close it out. Amazing win. Feel great moving forward. This was, I mean, this was, we have a, you know, we got a 12-point lead with five minutes and 25 seconds left, and I know it's on the road, and we gag it away and and had a chance to lose in regulation. I mean, game tied with the guy, I mean, game tied with the ball in the, one of the best players in the NBA's hands. And fortunately, he gets exactly what he wants. Fortunately, he misses his shot. And then you go, you go down five and OT. Yeah. Listen, I, you're not wrong. It's just not the tact I would take today. Well, because that, that's because you're a you're a fraudulent fan, though. You're, the, you're all fraud. of a sudden this rah rah roller coaster I'm a fan. Oh, let's fan. celebrate the win. Let's forget all the all the negative How things. How can you they be so? No, wait, 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 honestly, this is a gross take. 
Look, I'm embarrassed you're, you're for you. Gross I'm, embar- right I'm, I'm embarrassed for you. Talk about, I'm embarrassed for Let's not talk about family. what happened in the game. I'm embarrassed Let's not talk about what happened in the I'm game. Let's just talk about what we won. What in all? The Knicks had a great win. Oh and all God. you can do is turn on the mic and well, they fell apart then. They oh won the game. God. Oh, my God. So this they, is what we're going to uh, do. They won the game. This is, this is what this show is going to be now. This is what we're going to do. So regardless of regardless of what happens in the game, if we win, it's a great win, and we just celebrate the win. We there's no such thing. You know what? There's no such thing as a bad win. That's right. Oh, my God. There's no such thing as a bad win. This may be your worst take since the Knicks this, this are fun is, to watch. All, all I'm saying is uh, other people on the show right now are saying you're embarrassing yourself. You're grotesque. You, you're, you're, you're you are grotesque. embarrassing yourself. You're grotesque. Embar- embarrassing yourself. I'm, I'm embarrassed for you right now. You're embarrassed for me? Yep, I'm embarrassed okay. for you right now. All right. Well, you're, you're, you're on an island right now on the show. This is the worst you've ever been. The Knicks are great. I love watching this team. The worst I've ever been. They're the I mean, the, the Knicks get that you just said to start the show. This is the best win they've had of the it season, is. and all you can do is crap all over. Right. It's it is. An, and they, it's and an, they all, almost soiled themselves. Well, obviously, the win doesn't mean anything to you. Well, no, it does. It's because it's a win, but they almost soiled themselves again. But they didn't. Well, but luckily, they didn't. But they didn't. No, no, but they, but it's not getting fi- it's not getting cleaned up though. This and it's is not getting it cleaned up. It's not getting oh, it cleaned up. This is what they are. This is what they are. So, so why just celebrate it? it? So why celebrate it? Because this is not because it's a great win. Well, but you can't keep doing it. it's not sustainable. What they are. It has to be fixed then. They, they, something has to change then. Because well, it's not change? sustainable. It's not what's, sustainable. Honestly, what's going to change? I, the co- the coaching, whatever it has to be, it has to look better. It's been like this for more than half a season. You think you're going to snap your fingers and all of a sudden they're going to well, be I'm dynamic? Not celebrate it. I'm not going to celebrate it then because it's not. You can't. You can't keep this up. You can't. You can't keep it up. I, if you're going to try to get, I, I if you're going to try to get to where you, if you, if you're going to try to get to where you want to get, which is hopefully the six seed, you can't continue. Like you play too well. To just blow it down the stretch. It's just like you work all the, you spend all this time working that hard to get that lead, and then you just fall apart. They do it almost, they did it Ugh. against Cleveland. They do it almost every game. It's too much, man. I can't take it. It's got to, your professionals, fix it. Do something. Coach them up, fix it. It's not, there's it, enough talent. It's not gonna, it's not gonna change. Yeah, but there's enough talent, Dave. It's not like, they, I mean, they, they, they got three guys that are good enough to figure it out. They have, they have, they have no formulation of a game plan down Ugh. the stretch. I, I, listen, and, and listen, and that's why I am not. I appreciate they won. It's a huge win, but I just I can't I can't continue to watch it. It's just not. It, it's not going to get this team over the hump that we keep talking about. You getting where they're legit, Twitter, like the they're a legitimate. Okay, we're a six seed, and here we go. It's a win, but it didn't. Have, it doesn't. Ever, it doesn't have to be this hard all the time. Well, it does for this team. You know what the nice thing is, though, from Julius Randle, he says they're they're very comfortable in these close game situations. Well, we've been in these games before all year. We've been in up and down games, lost those games at the end. We won them at the end. So there's a sense of you know being comfortable in those positions and knowing how to execute down the stretch, whether you're up or down. See, he he likes these close games. They do the opposite of what he just said, though. They don't look comfortable and they no. don't execute. No, no. Listen, oh. I'm not arguing with you with that. The fact that they won works for me, so I'm not in a bad mood about it, and I understand why you are. But for him to come out and say we're comfortable and you know we execute down the stretch and all that stuff, what is he talking about? I don't know. That, do they have to watch the video? Maybe they don't watch tape. I'm, that don't I'm, I'm sure Tibbs watches tape with them. But they scored. They they scored four points in the last almost six minutes. But you you didn't see that coming. Well, probably, but maybe that's the most frustrating part about it. Is it's like you can just all right, they're gonna blow this. Let's just try to let's just try to hang on here. That's what every game is. I oh, mean, man. You, you you saw it. What was last night? Thursday. You saw it on Tuesday. Then they lost four in a row prior to that. I mean, but that that's what they do. They get out. They look pretty good. They get out to these comfortable leads, 
And then when it, it comes to, you know, really the key moments of the game, this is what they do. And last night, they just got fortunate, lucky, whatever you want to say, that Boston didn't hit the shot at the end. And Boston couldn't close the game out in overtime because they had more chances to, to push it from, from five to seven or eight right. or whatever it was. And, and they couldn't hit their foul shots. Yeah. Did you get fortunate? Did you get lucky? I agree. Yes, absolutely you did. Does it bother me that down the stretch of games, they look like they have no idea what the hell they're doing? Absolutely it does. But it hurts a lot less when you go into Boston and win. I understand what you're saying. And I'm not giving back the win. I appreciate the fact that they won. Because if they didn't, I mean, this, this whole show would have been spent just bashing them. But we can't sit here every after every Knicks game and talk about what is this Knicks team and go back to, well, they're on this you know, treadmill of mediocrity. If they're lucky, they'll be, a, you know, be the sixth seed and then get wiped out by the three seed. Maybe they end up in the play-in. Well, yeah, that's because they get into spots like this in games that they should be able to close out and they can't. But at some point, you have to accept that that's just what it is. Well, maybe that's can't a, maybe it? that's a Rick thing. Well, no, it's a Knicks thing, is what it is. I just don't understand why they can't fix it. Why it always like why it continues to look the same though? It doesn't. It doesn't look organized though, Dave. Well, you, you know what? I got to blame coaching for this. All right, I'm fine with blaming whoever you want. I got. I. I mean, I have. Well, if it looks fine for the 44 minutes every single game. And the only time where it looks completely like it's a disaster is the final four minutes. Well, you want to blame the players? Fine. But I think the coaching has a lot to do with that, no? Probably, yeah. Find a better way to deal with the pressure. You're right. I mean, you could tell like, there was a moment in that game after they put up, they go up the 12 points that it was like, okay, time to buckle down on defense. And the Knicks could not handle the pressure. They couldn't. I mean, it was just, you watched it. It turnovers, shot clock violations. Like, that stuff can't happen. It can't. If you're going to take that next step, it cannot happen. But what leads you to believe they're going to take the next step? Would, uh, listen, I, I guess would be my question. I don't know. I, I don't know because I because I, I invest so much time and energy into watching this team every game that they play that I would like to see an improvement. Like we spent how much talking about the Giants improve? Like you could watch the Giants play week to week. And you're like, wow, I can actually see this team getting better. You, you know, you know what I think is maybe the most upsetting thing to me here, and you were so bothered with the Julius Randle. Then you have R.J. Barrett saying, and we'll, we'll hear from him now. Well, the good news is, guys, we're learning to win these close games. These are the games that you know we, we lost early on in the season. So I'm uh, just trying to figure that out, um, come back with that mental edge, and, and just get the job done. I, I don't understand what their take is for how they close the game, though. Well, I think they're grasping at straws. I think they realize it's a problem, and they're using this as, you know, we're, we're, we're learning how to win these close games. The problem is you're making them close games. They don't right. they, have they to be. They didn't really learn how to win it. They got, they got lucky to win it. They got fortunate to win last they night. They got very, I, very fortunate to win it. But it sounds like I'm being so negative, and maybe I am being negative, but, but I'm happy that, like, I was excited that we won. It's just I get frustrated when you keep seeing the same thing over and over and over again because if we're seeing it, they should be seeing it. The coaches should be seeing it. There's got to be a way to make it look better. There has to be. Jalen Brunson's a good player. Julius Randle had a great game. Yeah, but down the stretch, they it's. It, I don't know if it's too much. I don't know what it is. Right. But down the stretch, it is. It is does not look right. No, I don't know if they tighten up. Whatever. I just it doesn't. I. Uh, it's too. It's too hard for them right now. But listen, a win's a win. We'll take it and move forward. But if this is going to be, if this is going to be what this team is. This is going to be what this team is. Well, I'm going to have I mean, to. Well, why, why would it be down. different? Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. 
I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to the Jets. Um, this is pretty simple for me, and I don't know if you feel the same way. This is if this leads to Aaron Rodgers, it's an absolute home run. And if it doesn't, I have real reservations about this hire. I feel the exact same way. Oh, do you? Okay, good. I feel the exact same way. I, mean, I think it's clear as to why Nathaniel Hackett is the offensive coordinator for the Jets. There's a singular purpose, right? And that is we think that this gets us from point A to point C by bringing him in and now hopefully leads us to making a trade for Aaron Rodgers. I think that's right. And I also think, I mean, let's not sleep on the fact that they hired Keith Carter either. The offensive line coach? Right, from Tennessee and run game coordinator who's apparently close with Aaron Rodgers too. Right. They are, and you know what? Good for them. I give them tremendous props for this. They are doing everything within their power. They're playing the game. It's not just we're going out to try and get Rodgers. We're going to do everything within our power to land guys that Rodgers likes and wants to be around so he wants to play for our Jets. Yeah, I think we want to make this as attractive as possible. Now, it's a risk because I think Denver tried to do the same thing and it didn't work out for them. And Nathaniel Hackett fell on his face as a head coach. Yes. Which doesn't can, necessarily mean that he's No, no, no. That he can't be a better offensive coordinator. No, look at look at Dan Quinn. I mean, uh, uh, Dan Quinn had his team at a Super Bowl, though. So I know, but Dan, but Dan Quinn was a good head coach. I think he's a be, I think he's look at Wade Phillips. Oh no, there's plenty of examples. I wouldn't use Dan Quinn as one of them. Fair enough. But look at Wade Phillips. There's plenty look at Norv Turner. There's plenty of examples of guys that that were great coordinators and not great coaches. Here's the problem though. And the reason why this is is a risk is because if it doesn't land you Rodgers, if I were to just tell you that Rodgers doesn't come here, or Rodgers wasn't even part of this equation, and we got on the the radio this morning and said, hey, guys, guess what? Jets just hired Nathaniel Hackett. How do you feel about it? I think people would would be be very unhappy. I think they'd be very unhappy. And I I agree with that. I think you should be unhappy. I I think, you know, there's a guy that just failed, right? Is that fair to say he failed? Uh, Epic. Epic epic failure. failure. Couldn't make it through his first and only season with Denver. And your idea is let's run as quickly as we possibly can and hire him. I think that you'd rightfully have that take of what exactly are we doing here. But you don't have that take because you look at the end of the rainbow and you see the pot of gold that is Aaron Rodgers. Right. That's why this would work. Or why you'd be happy with it is if it landed Aaron Rodgers. And then you'd be thrilled. well, yeah, because I mean, the the reality of where we're at with this is that if he, I mean, if he does decide that he wants to move on, and it, it's as the days goes, as as each day goes on, it feels like yeah, he's going to he's going to move on, and it's only going to be to the AFC. Uh, this uh, I have to imagine there's going to be other AFC teams that are that want to get involved in this. And how do we make our you know ourselves the team that he wants That's to right. play for? How are we the most attractive? So let me ask you right now. So. I know you can't be Aaron Rodgers, but but for argument's sake, you're Aaron Rodgers and, and you're looking for a new team. What interests you more, Indianapolis or the Jets? The Jets. Okay. What interests you more, Tennessee or the Jets? Who I would still and say Remember, the Jets. we got your guys. I would still say the Jets. Well, that's part of it, too. Is you got, I, I think Mike Vrabel's an unbelievable coach. But I just think that... I, I keep telling you this, though, man. I just think they... Oh, all of it, like what the what the Jets offer him as far as the talent on top of the fact now you have your offensive coordinator, we got your buddy Keith Carter, and I, I just think as far as 
what he's trying to accomplish with this next team, which is to win a championship, which championship is going to be worth more? I think a championship for the Jets would feel like it's worth more than a championship anywhere else. Now, Raiders have your, your receiver buddy, but the Raiders are nowhere near winning anything. No. Uh, their defense is not very good, no. No, their defense is not good, and they're going to lose their elite running back, and you'll go there and, I mean, listen, Derek Carr was good there anyway. But keep me out of that. Listen, keep me out of that division anyway. Yeah, you don't want you don't want I'm to go good. up against Mahomes and and you know the mediocre Justin Herbert, right? Yeah, and then on top of that, if Sean Payton ends up in Denver too, I mean Denver's still got a pretty good defense. They sure do. We're going to go around the league, by the way, in about not eight ish minutes. We'll get there. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So I, I I like it today. I don't know that when the off season finishes up that I'll sit here and tell you I love the Hackett signing, but today I can I can tell you I like the Hackett signing. Yeah, well, I think uh, because I think right now it it feels like the reason like they know something that we don't. That's why you like it. Yeah, because I think maybe the the Jets are playing chess here for once. Yeah, like I said, they know something that we don't. Good that this I, was kind of this is behind, you know, behind closed doors in private conversations. Something that's been been talked about. Uh, let's take a listen to your head coach Robert Sala. Um, what does Hackett's hiring mean for the quarterback position with this team? The quarterback position, obviously, with all the different interviews, were was the number one concern, uh, and rightfully so. And it was it was simple. We're committed to uh, finding a veteran. Uh, we didn't get into names. Doubt that he's even studied those guys yet, which he's going to uh, start uh, next week. But we didn't get into specifics on names. But it was it was uh, talked about that we do plan on bringing a veteran quarterback if we can. Uh, we do want to continue working with Zach and continue to develop him. I love it. I love that he hasn't studied them yet. You, you interested in Aaron Rodgers? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I need. I need to study. I need to study. All he'd be studying is if it's not Aaron Rodgers, who would you think is right. the best? He needs to study those guys. Are you interested in in Derek Carr? I. I don't. I got to study. I got to hit the books. See, here's the thing. Just by by just resume alone, Nathaniel Hockey like the fact that he's got the experience, obviously, and even having the the very limited head coaching experience, I think, also is. Is a is a positive for him, but he I mean he's been a play caller for six seasons, and he's had a top ten offense one time. Uh that's correct. So which it's was funny that you it's funny that you uh, say that because I sent myself a DM on the Twitter. Can we hear from the DM? Uh we'll hear from the DM next. Yeah, Hackett's ranks in yards per play and offensive touchdowns per game as an NFL offensive coordinator. You ready? Ready. Okay, Ray, can I get some football music? Oh yeah. You just, you know. Oh, there we go. Doesn't, isn't everything better with football music? Everything's so much better. Uh, 2013, 29th and 25th yards per play and offensive touchdowns per game. 2014, 29th. What'd you say? No, it wasn't EJ Manuel as quarterback in 2013. Well, I'm just giving the numbers. Obviously, okay. you've had different quarterbacks along the way. Absolutely. 2014, 29th, and 24th. 2016 as the interim offensive coordinator, 26th and 23rd. Now, 2017 was better, and it wasn't with Aaron Rodgers. So I think this is the one year you look at and you have some optimism and hope around. 2017, 11 and 9. 2018 was brutal. 30 and 32. Then he gets Aaron Rodgers. Not great year one, 17 and 11. Year two with Rodgers, two and one, and year three, eight and seven. Yeah, but he wasn't the primary. He wasn't the primary play caller with Aaron Rodgers. Well, he was certainly very heavily involved with that, though. Well, it was the it was the coordinator, but he wasn't the play caller. 
Which he'll be with the Jets. That's right. Yeah. And right and rightfully so he'll be with the Jets. Yeah, so like in twenty seventeen, the one the one stat that really stands out with his offense was they led the league in rush yards a game. They were first in the NFL. Twenty seventeen he's with what, Jacksonville? Jacksonville, yeah. Yeah. So he had was Fournette was on that team at that point? Yeah, they were first in yards. Yep. Um they were sixth in total yards, sixth in yards a game, and fifth in points a game. That's good. That's impressive. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I again, I mean, this to me, it's very simple. If you land Rodgers because of it, it's a huge win. And if you don't, at, at best, it's it's uncertainty. You're not going to get people, you, you would not get people calling in excited if this wasn't part of, of bigger, a, a, the bigger a grand plan. plan. That's all, right. you're, you're 100% right. If, if, if you found out later today that Rodgers said, you know what, I have no interest to go to the Jets. Take them off the table for me. I think the excitement and luster surrounding Nathaniel Hackett would go right out the window. Yeah, we'd have to bump Grasa tomorrow and do a Saturday show to just take angry phone calls for three hours. Uh, but Rich Samini was on Barton Hahn yesterday. You notice, by the way, that any time news like this breaks, it's like, and Rule 76, and we do that, and then the news breaks immediately following the show? I have noticed that. It's, it's odd, isn't it? You think, you think the NFL, someone is sending a message to us? No, I just think they, don't, they know we don't need it. Like uh, they could yeah. do a fun, entertaining show for four hours yeah, without having some, some breaking news. Uh, Barton Hahn had the breaking news, and they had Rich Cimini on with the breaking news, and he broke down some of the positives of Hackett. He has play-calling experience, and I think that was essential. You couldn't go with another rookie like you had with Mike LaFleur. So you wanted an experienced play-caller who's been around some good programs. He obviously was the OC for three years in Green Bay. He called plays in Jacksonville and Buffalo. He got Blake Bortles to a championship game. So I think there's something to be said for that. You know, he did have some clock management issues last year, so I guess it runs in the family a little bit. But again, he was in the head coaching role last year, and now this is offensive coordinator. So I think all things considered, considering where the Jets are and what was available, I'm okay with the hire. All right. So I think Rich is a, a very fair, one of the most fair beat reporters out there. Here's the issue, though. So he brings up Blake Bortles and getting yeah. Blake Bortles to an AFC championship game. So Blake Bortles that season, okay, threw 21 touchdowns and 13 interceptions, had a completion percentage just over 60%, which was 24th in the league. But Blake Bortles was never great. Well, right, but it's not like all of a sudden he was. I mean, he was fine. He was good. He, he was, he, but but he, he was. Pr- I remember watching those postseason that that playoff run, thinking to myself, you know what, this guy's not bad. And Blake Bortles, in fact, was bad. But under Hackett, he didn't look bad. So maybe there's something there for that. Yeah, maybe. But again, I mean, this is not. If Aaron Rodgers comes, this is not what he's going to be tasked to no, do. No, it it's doesn't. Be... I mean, Aaron, you could be the offensive coordinator if Aaron Rodgers comes. That's nice of you to say that. Well, I think you could. I I think that that anybody could. I don't know if anybody could, but if as long as they get, I mean, they have, RJ, do we have the sound of him on McAfee talking about how much? Oh, we got the sound. You want the sound? Yeah, let's hear that. All right, here's yeah, Aaron Rodgers. For, for Nathaniel, I mean, I think he's, he's uh, this is a little overdue, to be honest. I mean, I think he's been around the game for a long time. What he did in Jacksonville, I think, was pure magic, uh, getting them within a quarter of the Super Bowl. He's a, he's a great coach. I love spending time with him. He's a fantastic teacher. He's incredible in front of the room, and I'm really happy for him. All right. Now, that was before, of course, that was January of last year. So it was before he even started there with Denver, and it turned out to be an absolute disaster. It was not great, no. But that's not the point. Not a good fit. The point is, Rodgers loves him, and that's why he's here. And that's all that matters. Uh, You want to – have you eaten something recently? No, why? Good. Then I could tell you this, because this might make like a regurgitation kind of thing happen. Ugh. 
But I but maybe there's a new day is dawning. Ready? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. To, now, just to let you know, this was not my intent. RJ, before I do this, I want you to tell everyone who, in fact, put this out there. Who originally or who on the no, show? No, no, no. Who, who is pushing it on me to do? Oh, me. Okay. I want that understood before I do this. Don't kill the messenger, all right? All right, all right. From 2009 through 2022. Okay. Mark Sanchez to Wilson. The Jets are dead last in the NFL in total QBR at 41.5. Touchdown passes at 257. And completion percentage at a staggering 57.7. Wow. It's not what you want. That's not what you want at all. No. I'm it's sorry awful. to have had to, you know what that felt that felt like tough love. That felt unnecessary. I'm sorry it for felt that. Di- it felt dirty. I'm sorry that for like. that. It felt it felt dirty. I'm I'm sorry to have done that to you. Well, you want to get you want to get to some calls and see how excited people Ugh. are about this? I want to ask you one more question before we take the calls because okay. we have so much time in this fun new segment. How much does this jet situation for you feel like what Tom Brady was jumping into in Tampa? Not all the way, but similar. I think I think Tampa was like they were right there. Like you add Tom Brady to Tampa, they were right there. You add Aaron Rodgers, they are they they move up the rung a lot, but I don't know that they are are the the class of the AFC now. Yeah, but it feels like you got the defense right. You have more. I mean, more established names offensively in in Tampa. Offensive line not back, great yet, but what was holding them back was the quarterback. Oh no, I, I see similarities. I just I think that that Brady going to Tampa that it was like he goes there, everyone's desperate to go there, and they're ready to win right away. I I think the Jets could be, but I think there's there are more hurdles for the Jets. You say that, but I mean, the more I think about what was going on in Tampa, I mean it's. Like, Jake, Jameis Winston was a problem, right? Like, the 30 interceptions was a problem. It's terrible. But when you look at where this defense is at, you look at the the offensive players that they have. I agree the offensive line has to be... But the offensive line, like, once Brady decided to go to Tampa is when they started to solidify the offensive line, right? They get worse with the first-round pick. Like, that was a point of emphasis. Correct. But it was all about Tom Brady, and it took them a while to let by. Until they kind of, like, they said, okay, Tom, like, how, how can we tailor this offense more around you? But you still you, you can't beat Belichick. You got him standing in front of you. Sounds like two is going to come back. But you could have beat Belichick. But you could have beat Belichick twice this season. Yeah, you had but, a half decent quarterback. But, but you never do. And until you do, can you do it? I mean, listen. I, I beat think the you, Bills. You got to beat the Bills. You beat the you Bills. Beat the Dolphins. Yeah. Well, you know, you got you got to win these games. So I, I again, I I think you could. And I said the other day, I think you could be the best team in this division. But it's a in my mind a a tougher task for Rodgers than it was for Brady. Look at this AFC. No, no, I get it. I'm not asking. I'm not asking you how tough the challenge is going to be. I just mean how the team feel like where the team is at. It fe- it feels like you you are so far away right now. And if you sign Aaron Rodgers, you could be very close. Yes. All right. That's all I, I think, wanted. I, I think that's fair. You need a confirmation. You got confirmation. That's all I wanted. All right. Well, you got it. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. And because I do feel a way about you, I have a I have a special treat for you later on in the show. I love treats. I have a, uh, an, I, I think, and now it's courtesy of one Raymond J. Santiago, but I think, and I don't even know if RJ knows about the treat. I think you will be so excited about the treat. You want to, you want to taste? Can I get a nibble? I'll give you a taste. Stick your tongue out. I'll put, I'll put a l- little bit right on your tongue. Ready? Here you go. Here you go. Okay. 
Oh, that's uh, nice. Here we go. I'm just going to take my finger and put it uh, right there. Here, here you go. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Hot, sticky, sweet. Baseball related. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's right. Baseball <laughs> related. Let, let's go to caller two, and then we'll go around the league. Dino Plainfield. Dino, you're on 98. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good How morning. are you doing? Good. So before I say what I want to say, as a lifelong Bears fan, I want Rodgers out of the division as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. But I would be very surprised if he goes to the Jets only because, and I just wanted to hear what you guys think about it. Throughout his career, and we know his personality, he's been, I, I don't think he wants anything to do with having any kind of comparison with Brett Farr. And to follow in his footsteps to go to the Jets, I doubt it. I'd be surprised. Unless he finishes the, unless he finishes the job, unless he actually gets into the playoffs and has success in the playoffs. Well, I'm sure he spent the, he I'm would sure have he spent to win the, the Super Bowl. Well, here's the thing, though. I'm sure he spent the entire time saying he would never turn into Brett Favre, and how he's handled the situation in Green Bay is very similar to how he Brett Favre handled the situation now, yes. in Green Bay. He's Favre. Like, he's turned himself into it. Yeah, but would he now take that next step and say, you know what, I'm going to follow exactly where Brett Favre went to the Jets, and then I'll go to Minnesota. I, I think his personality just well, doesn't... The, I don't see that. Thing, though. Uh, listen, that could be one of the impediments in getting this done, but Brett Favre didn't want to be a Jet. Brett Favre used the Jets to get yeah. his way, which was get to Minnesota. But Green Bay was never going to trade him to Minnesota. So, I, I listen, I don't know what he's thinking, but i I got to believe, uh, through back channels and everything else, and I know that there's excitement in the Jets building, that the reason why you you, you hire Nathaniel Hackett and Keith Carter, Keith Carter's, I mean, they're both, like, Keith Carter's really good at what he does, but... They're Rodgers they, guys. They, they hired guys that, that would lure Rodgers to the Jets. Let's call it like it is. So they have to, I mean, I'm hoping that they know that there's some interest there. There has to be. They have to know. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. It's time to go around the league. All right. It's not a far journey this week, my friend. We start Sunday, 3 o'clock in Philadelphia. They say the city, city of brotherly love. I'm not sure that that really truly applies. RJ's San Francisco 49ers travel east, taking on the Eagles in a game that will determine the representative in the NFC. How do you see this one playing out? I can't wait to see this game. It's going to be a great one. Have it. we, by the way, gotten any update on RJ going to the game? I have not gotten a official update, no. Oh, this is troubling. RJ, have you heard from Mike T? I have not, and and I, I maintain I'm, I'm not sure that landed with uh, on his end with you know sincerity. And I don't so you think that. that he heard us desperately trying to get tickets for you to go to the game, and he said, nah. "No, no, no." I think he more so thought, "Oh, that's that's the shtick." Oh, he. You don't think that he believed oh. that was legitimately true? I think that's possible. All right, so let me ask you this now. Mm. Do I text him? Because you led me astray last time, and I want to make sure as a show unit we come to an agreement. Do I text Mike right now and say, hey, weren't kidding. Uh, RJ really looking for two tickets to the game on Sunday. Any help would be greatly appreciated. I think you could try that. I think if that is not, I think if that's not done, it's already dead. How's that? But less sticky if you do it that way. But now he how, knows you mean business. But here's the thing, though. Is it weird if you go back to the well? Like, oh, by the way, I wasn't kidding. I think then it becomes a little weird. 
Why does it become weird? Nothing if he thought I was kidding and I just clarify, oh, Mike, in fact, we weren't kidding. Why does that become strange? I'll tell you why. Here's yeah. the risk we run. What if he didn't think we were kidding, made an active decision to just move on from the conversation, and now it's weird? Well, then he's made a statement anyway. Yeah, but we still want to have a relationship with him. What if What if he sours Do we really? Him? Wow. No, I mean, wow. if we if we reach out to him and say, we I mean, so desperately want two tickets to the game, and he says, It's possible he just can't get tickets. Oh, okay, but then you could also reach back out and say, hey, I, I tried, I just I can't get tickets to this game. No? Yeah, sure. That's different than just saying, like, I'm not doing anything and, you know, if, bleep to those guys. If, it, if he sours on us as a result, I don't want that on me. It's where I'm going with this. All right, Rick, you're usually good with this, like, dealing with other people thing. So you don't want to be soured on Correct. Okay. So let me get that straight. I, I think you're all right sending him a text message. You think it's okay? Yeah, I think, I mean, just, uh, hey, I'm not sure if you thought we were joking, but if there's any way at all, he's happy to pay for them. But he's not happy to pay for them. He doesn't want to pay well, for them. Well, well re- he's happy, sticker yeah, like, price. Sticker price. I, I, Face know, value. I, w- I was sent a text the other day, said this is shaping up to be the most expensive NFC Championship game ever. What did I see? Get in price on the secondary market is like nine hundred dollars. Yeah, it's Ooh. come. To, it's come down a little bit this morning, just a little. What What can you get in the building with right now? With fees and everything, maybe fees and everything seven something. Ooh, that's a lot of money. You Where what's your What's your number, RJ? Where if you said you saw it at this number, you would snap. Well, here's my problem. I don't know anyone that would snap with me. I think I'd pay five. Five. But so I, I don't. don't you're not going to get five. But oh, I see what he's saying, though, because if he if no one snaps with him, right. now he's going to spend a thousand to bring Ange. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. But isn't this? Plus I mean, stakes. Isn't this a, like a great one year anniversary present from her to you? <laughs> no. I, point. I mean, I wish I wish it were shared. That also viewed that way. I think she'd love to go. I think it has a price. All right. Do you, want, ho- do you a- want me to reach out to Ange and say, hey, listen. I think it would be a great idea if for maybe you combine like a, a Christmas, <laughs> birthday, anniversary present, take RJ to the game. So so can I ask you something? Yeah. Your backup plan is to then go to my wife, of which, you know, we share accounts and things. And so is it, how different is that than me just buying them myself? Well, because I think then you get the green light from her. Oh, okay. That's fair. I think I think by her jumping on board and saying yes, let's go as a couple, and me doing a treat for RJ. I mean, how great would it be Sunday morning? You wake up, you have your your waffles and pancakes, and and she says, "Oh, by the way, RJ, we're having a baby. Before we have that baby, two tickets to the game. Let's go." Well, you know, you know what I'm learning. That's not a sexier kind of idea. It is. And you know what is what is sexy? She actually sent me a, a video of like a Niners hype video, like on her own yesterday. I was like, "Wow!" So she's great. all in. But you, you know what they don't tell you when you're about to have your first child? You need money. Household finances. It's like I'm being audited by the IRS. Like every everything is like, well, do we need this? Do we need that? And, and listen, I know those are holistic, like smart decisions, but that's that's been the biggest adjustment. How about if we promise to buy you a baby Bjorn? Then you go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all the like, things you need. Bjorn baby at, Bjorn at, Bjorn at is the championship game. Yeah, buy two tickets to the championship game. Get a free baby like, Bjorn. Yeah, like bassinet. There's many things. How about if I tell you we will buy you the crib, but you have to go to the game this weekend? Breast pumps. I mean, there's so many things that RJ doesn't need breast pumps. (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean? He doesn't need them. No. (laughs) You need to extract the milk. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Talk about the game. Anyway, 
Philadelphia give it two and a half. Now, it's not just a two and a half. It's they're, they're minus 115 with that two and a half, which means that it is closer to three than, in fact, two right now. Um, where do you fall on this one? Niners, maybe best defense in all football. Philadelphia, certainly an elite offense, and they had a cakewalk last time out against the Giants. I think I fall on the side of, of Philly in this one. Oh, no. I do. Oh, no. I, I don't know if – listen, I don't know if I use the game against the Giants as – as the, the the reason, but the fact that Jalen Hurts looks like he's maybe not 100%, but pretty close. They got a great offensive line. Their defense, the amount of pressure they can put on you is is the best in the league. I mean, they had they had 70 sacks this season. Yeah, there's a different animal offensive line, though, than what you just saw against the Giants. No, no, right. I, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's not. Like Trent, Trent Williams is is one of the best left, left tackles maybe ever. Christian McCaffrey's a little dinged up, hasn't practiced. That concerns me a little bit. But more importantly is Brock Purdy on the road in Philly against that defense. That makes me a little nervous. Listen, I I understand. I think it's going to be a great game. I I think uh, Niners are... I don't know that I'd say... Niners are awesome. Niners are terrific. They're they're very well coached. Um, Their offensive line is is terrific. They have weapons all over the place. I know McCaffrey hasn't practiced, and I think Elijah Mitchell, correct me if I'm wrong, RJ, he hasn't practiced either this week, right? Their defense is, oof, it is is scary good. It's a very good football team. You might lean Philly, but you wouldn't be remotely surprised if San Francisco won this game, would you? I want San Francisco to win this game. I think we all want San Francisco to win this game. Here's the thing, though. I think think that... Nick Bosa, the front. I think they have the two. I think they have the best linebacker tandem in in all of football. I think you can you can take advantage of their secondary, and the fact that they have Devontae Smith and AJ Brown, and on top of that, they have a quarterback that can can also run the way that Jalen Hurts runs. I think that as good as the defense is, I think that that could cause problems. I think it could. Uh, let me make a point on that in just a second. Firstly, Christian McCaffrey was asked, any chance you don't play in this game Sunday? Is there any chance in your mind that you won't play on Sunday? Zero. All right. So I think that's not well, Of course he's playing. We have to really worry about. No, I know. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there for everyone to hear. Um, you're right. Secondary, probably the weak link there. But here's the thing, and I think you agree. Philadelphia's offense starts with their running game, Right. Like Miles Sanders, Gainwell, Jalen Hurts, they run the ball and typically very effectively. And I don't know if you can do it. If you can make them one-dimensional and say, you're not going to run the ball. You're going to have to throw the football. Can they win the game solely with Jalen Hurts is doing that? I'm not sure they can. Okay, okay. Here's the better question, though, because that's going be, to be both teams that are employing that same strategy. Right. Better chance of being able to do it. Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy on the road? Uh, I'd, ha- I'd have to say Jalen Hurts. And by the way... No, and by the way, the Eagles have the best secondary in football. Yeah, you'd have to say Jalen Hurts. Okay. I agree, but, you, so, but I it's, mean, it's beyond the secondary. You got to cover. You got to cover McCaffrey, right out of the backfield. He's a tremendous right. weapon. You got to cover Kittle. It's not just take away Ayuk, future giant Ayuk, and Debo Samuel. <laughs> it goes much deeper than that. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But again, this is. I mean, you got the two best teams in the NFC, right? Uh, I think without a doubt, these are the two. Okay, I'm so sorry, it's going to be. I, I mean, it's it, it's going to be a. A play or mistake—it's not, it's not going to be one team's going to blow the other team out. I would be very—I would be very surprised if either game was a blowout on Sunday. So you kind of tipped your hand. I think we all know where I'm going to go, and I think we know where RJ is going to go. Raymond is the wild card here. Now, well, this no, portion—that's not, that, that's not for sure. I could take—I could say that the the Eagles win by a point. 
Come on. There's no way you're going to you like the Eagles to win and think they're going to win by one or two points. You never know. Oh, I'm pretty confident. And the only reason you would go in a different direction is just to prove a point. <laughs> right? Which I would respect tremendously. This portion of the show driven by the All-American Ford Auto Group, the number one volume Ford Group in the Northeast. Huge locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop allamericanford.net. That's allamericanford.net. I don't for a couple things. I don't ever remember a weekend NFC AFC championship games where the combined point spreads were three and a half points. Two and a half with the Eagles, one with Kansas City. I also don't remember, Rick, a game that started with Kansas City favored by two and a half, had a five point swing, and now is back the other way with Kansas City being a one point favorite. That's amazing, man. It's I mean it just goes to show you how important Patrick Mahomes is. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean that's been the that's been the difference. That's been right. the reason. I mean, they so were basically, because you, you see a video of Patrick Mahomes nicely walking off the practice field, and the thought is Kansas City's in great shape. Yeah, right. Kansas City's at home. I mean, it, here's the thing, though, it, it has to be that because I mean Cincinnati's beat them three straight times, and right now they're playing. Uh, how would you say is it, of the four remaining teams? Where would you rank Cincinnati as team playing its best football right now? Uh, I would put Cincinnati 1, and I would put San Francisco 1B, and then I would go the other two. Not even close to those two. All right. So, I mean, the reason why Kansas City, outside of just being at home, was favored was because Patrick Mahomes is awesome. But with Patrick Patrick Mahomes Mahomes potentially I I think their defense is actually a little underrated, too. No, I think they got a good defense. I mean, they were second in the league in sacks this year, so they're going to put pressure. I mean, I, I guess that would be, for me, the biggest the biggest question mark in this game outside of Patrick Mahomes' health is can can the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line hold up against this defense the way it did against Buffalo? Because they did a hell of a job against Buffalo. Yeah, but Buffalo was, I mean, it feels like Buffalo was more fraud than legit, actually, in retrospect. Well, uh, I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't expect Cincinnati to handle them the way that they did. No, neither did I. But you know what? I didn't. I didn't expect Miami to, to go in there and be this close from beating them either. Like uh, Buffalo, even though they won a playoff game, had a dreadful postseason. It was not. It was not a great way to go out. No. Uh, how about this from uh, Willie Gay of the Chiefs? Nothing. Nothing impresses him about the Cincinnati offense. Uh. Like Coach Reed said, we don't do no talking. We just go handle business when it's time to go. What is it about that Bengals offense that maybe impresses you the most? You played nothing. it a few times. Nothing. Okay. Why, what, what kind of answer is that? Nothing. Uh, yeah, but why? Like you already know that Cincinnati is using this whole home field advantage, coin toss, and all this other garbage as motivation. Like, uh, should we give them? So we'll give them more. We haven't beat them in three straight games. So we'll get it. Let's give them more motivation. It's it's silly, and, and also it's just not true. Nothing impresses you about that offense. It's just because it's all it's it's just talk. Because it's, he it's gamesmanship, it's, is what it's it not is. True. Right, right. All right. It's not so, true. So let's look at this game. By the way, another nugget for everyone out there, and this is courtesy of um, RJ. The lowest average quarterback in the conference championships ever in the history of the conference championships. Average wow. age for quarterback. You got the best man. I mean, you got this is two of the best going at it head to head. Well, what what do you got? You got you got Mahomes is the elder statesman at what twenty seven. Yeah, I think it's twenty seven. I believe that Hurts I think is twenty four. Purdy's twenty three. Burrow I think is twenty five. I have to look that up. But yeah, oh the, the average age is twenty uh, twenty five point three years old. That really is amazing, isn't it? 
Burrow's 26. He'll be 27 in December. So you got oh. 27, 26, 24, 23. You said, but you say 27 in December. December's a full year away. Yeah, yeah. So you just turned 26. Right, but you, you make it sound like he's, you know, right around the corner going to be 27. Yeah, but I was just giving you a, his birthday when he was born. I was going to okay. say, I could have said he turned 26 in December, I guess. I'll just say he just turned 26, I think is appropriate. Turned 26 in December. How about there, that? There, that's much That's much. That sounds much better. better. He sounds younger that way. Yes, he certainly does. So um, I kind of, and I'm not sure why, am leaning Kansas City in this game. I just, it doesn't make sense to me that you can lose three offensive linemen and not skip a beat. Maybe he's just that good, but I think at some point that has to catch up. You would imagine it would have to catch up, but we, I think I mean we were probably saying the same thing last year about this team and their uh, offensive yeah. line. Listen, he's honestly he's amazing. He, he, Burrow, Chase, Taylor—they are absolutely phenomenal with what they've accomplished there. Yeah, their defense has played really well. What happened to the music? It expired. The band got tired. Long conversation. Done with it. The band well, but, is tired. But I think the conversation. And there we go. No respect for the segment at all. None. I, I I think here's the other thing, too. Um, Cincinnati's run game. Because Cincinnati's run game now with Mixon and, and P. Ryan has been, has been huge for them. You, you take that, and then with Chase, Boyd, and Higgins, Hurst had a good game last week. That's a lot of – I mean, that's a, a lot, lot of offensive weapons. firepower, man. It's a, it's a, you're not wrong. It's a lot of weapons. I, I, I'll one-up you here, though. I think this game could be decided on Kansas City's run game. Because if Mahomes, Pacheco. if Mahomes is not 100%, what do I get out of Pacheco and McKinnon would be my question. Yeah, I would also say, can you find a way to limit Travis Kelsey? <laughs> you you better. They, they couldn't last week. Like, Kelsey was, I mean, you knew where the ball was going and they could. there's nothing they could they could do to stop it. It's, a, it's amazing to me. Because you look at that offense, and you, uh, maybe you do, who's the, uh, who's the second guy you have to slow down? Second guy you have to slow down, which like, as far as receivers are concerned, yeah, like, like Kelsey's clearly the number one guy. But you look at who's who's the the second guy that you're like, I I I gotta really limit that guy. Does that even I exist? It, I, I think it would depend on the on the day. Exactly. I mean, you got you got Tony Schuster, Scan, uh, Valdez Scantling. Right, right. But my McKinnon. point is, you really don't have a guy that terrifies anybody, and you still can't stop Travis Kelsey. Right, I mean, say, uh, Travis Kelsey had 14 catches against Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, you would figure that you would game plan to stop him, and I don't know if they don't game plan to stop him or he's just unstoppable. I'm not sure. I just hope I I just hope that Patrick Mahomes isn't isn't limited. Uh, you want to hear from Patrick Mahomes? He'll yeah, give you that I answer. Do. Here here he is. How is the ankle? Obviously, it's things you had to work through here and there, but overall, probably better than I expected being able to go out there and, and throw the football around and get the reps in that I needed to get in. We've done a lot of ankle and knee and, and foot stuff, especially after my last few injuries I've had, um, and I think that's prepared me to bounce back quickly here and uh, be able to be in a good spot. I think progressively I've gotten better throughout the week. Try to keep doing that, keep that same uh, mentality and uh, push it, but then at the same time be ready to go uh, whenever the game the game comes up. Could he fake it? I mean, you're you're the athlete. You're the guy. You've seen it. You've been in the locker room a million times. Why would you fake it though? But I would fake it the opposite way. I'd be you. You you would you would just hobble your way off the field so they think this guy's got nothing. Yeah, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't. uh, Would have made sure that I make. I made it look as bad as possible. Yeah, it's a fair point. But but okay. But could you fake it to the point that it's really bad and you make it look like it's nothing right now? Well, I think what I mean. I think the things that he's doing now are probably they probably feel okay. But that's not really like with a high ankle sprain. That's not really what you're most concerned about. Like me walking or jogging forward aren't aren't the big issues. 
It's the you know, escape in the pocket, cutting, like that stuff when all of a sudden, you know, you're really using your ankle and trying to stabilize your ankle. That's when that's when you get nervous. So this game's interesting to me because it's hard enough to pick this game regardless, but not knowing the efficiency and, and health of Patrick Mahomes makes it nearly impossible to pick this game. I guess the safe play is take Cincinnati, right? Well, I think the only reason that you wouldn't take Cincinnati is because you feel like everyone's everyone's on Cincinnati right now. Right. Or you just think at some point the offensive line comes back to... Well, how much more. of this is a bad... Just, but how much of this is just a bad matchup? I think Forget, it's a bad like, matchup. Like, there's just Patrick Mahomes does not match up well against this defense. I think it's fair to say. I think this is a bad matchup. So he doesn't match up great, and he's not 100%. Yeah, I mean that's right. I, I just hope I I hope it's I hope he's eighty percent. I hope it's just like yeah. Not I hope I hope I I hope we don't get to the end of the game and it's like oh that would have been yeah, better if he was around. healthier. Yeah, I don't want yeah. I don't want to see that. No, you don't want that. All right, Raymond. Now we can slowly fade out the music and the band. That was a nice around the league. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to have to figure out how I'm going to take my coffee on on Monday morning. Well, there'll be no coffee. You don't drink coffee. I, I will on Monday. Well, you don't have to get a coffee. You get a tea. Get something. Get some egg bites. Some egg, uh, an egg sandwich. I might get a full, a full balanced breakfast. I don't know what I'll do. I get whatever you want. Yeah. And I have a treat for you Monday as well. See what, Kendall, uh, see what Kendrick Perkins said about the Knicks? No. What did he say? He said, I keep telling you all about these damn Knicks. Randall and Brunson went into the garden, wanted all the smoke tonight, leading their squad to a huge W. By the way, they were the better, du- better duo tonight. Put some damn respect on their names and carry the hell on. But you don't scream at him. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I, would you scream at him? <laughs> no, I would. I would never scream at him. I've seen him up in Bristol. I've seen him up in Bristol. He is humongous. RJ, you went to the Niners Eagles game with Kendrick Perkins. You would wear a Niners jersey and be very confident, right? Oh, I would. I would. I would. Perk, Perk could take out half that stadium, but right, I would, right? I would, like you, you would scream at all of them, right? You'd get right in their face. I'd have you? a megaphone. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would dress as as Santa Claus in a Niners red uniform. And you would, and you would taunt them. Oh yeah. I'd have Perk stand right next to me. You know, I, I had someone send me a great tweet. We should have, we should have done this. Started like a GoFundMe for RJ's uh, trip to to Philadelphia. It's not too late. No, I don't think that's I don't think that's proper. I think it'd be great. Well, if you know what you're giving the money to, no, there's better things to give your money to. I, if if I could facilitate someone that I really like and respect to go to a huge game like that, I would give twenty thirty bucks. Absolutely, oh, you got plenty of money though. Why don't you just buy RJ the tickets? Why don't you get out of my pockets? Why don't you buy RJ the tickets? I, I will maybe. No, you won't. No, I'd feel very guilty. I don't, you I, told me not to. Yeah, but I don't I want would. that to happen. You'd buy it. So, what do you mean you don't want that to happen? No, I don't want. You. Let him buy you the tickets. What kind of fool are you? No, I don't want one of my friends to purchase tickets because if ultimately I could do that. I just don't like the price point. Well, he doesn't mind it because he has endless money. I don't so think that's you true. Let don't why let you... Dave fool you. Dave comes from so much money; it's it's scary. Oh yeah. I, I come mean, from thermometer so with thermometer in one end, silver spoon in the other. Oh, oh no. yeah. <laughs> that's that's a, a week long coffee for me. Thank you. Let's do our NFL award winning selections. The DPHRO at Rothenberg. NFL picks of the week. Like that kind of party. Uh, might we get an updated standings, RJ, please, if you will. Yes, it seems we've come to the end here. So I guess at this point, we're just 
for book purposes. But Ray and I are still at the top, slugging it out. I have 35 wins, Ray 34. Dave locked into third at 27. Rick, sadly, has clinched last with 23. That's impressive. To clinch last with three cut games to still four. to play is a, a hell, hell of a job by you. I cut it to four. Listen, I got I, last couple weeks I had one game each week that just... Ugh. It blew up right in your face. But we knew for you to, to uh, no, get back didn't into know. contention was very no, that was that. I'll tell you, it was the Jacksonville game. The Jacksonville Chargers game. Completely derailed me. Derailed you? Wasn't there a Chiefs game in the regular season, too, where they were... Yep. Yeah, that was not good Oh, for you big? Either. Yeah. Uh, all right. It was all Santiago's fault. Uh, Rick's uh, heater continues up twenty-seven. Other uh, Rick's heater go. continues. Uh, I don't know if anyone else would agree. I, does he owe uh, Raymond now a coffee on Monday as well? I mean, I don't necessarily need the coffee. But no, but because you won't drink it because you're too it. good for Starbucks. Is he? He's, yeah, he, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. You're not be, wrong. He's being nasty, though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He's. I mean, he's, it was not whether you need the Starbucks or you're too good for the Starbucks. It was if he's nasty to anybody or anybody's nasty. Now you owe the coffee. Does he now owe the coffee? Has he been nasty enough to Raymond where he's now involved? Well, it's clear he's lashing out. Now, now he's already kind of dug the hole, so he's just making it deeper and deeper. Raymond, would your girlfriend like a coffee? Oh, oh yeah, now, now, no. now, now, now yeah, he owes him a coffee. Yes. She, now, now you're out. She now you're out. Coffee, actually. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I get a, How about get, some batteries? Get, get the, the gold-plated coffee, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is gold-plated coffee? It's just the most expensive batteries. thing they have. That's get that one. Right, can we do the picks, please? No, I want, I want you to get RJ right. coffee now, too. <laughs> no, you may as well empty the chamber. What else yeah, you got what else you for RJ? No, That's right. Nothing. What else got you nothing. got? Now, now you, you got 25 minutes to go. I'm sure RJ will take shrapnel at some point. I have no doubt. All right. Um, I'll go first because there's nothing nothing to lose here, so I might as well. Rick can't copy my picks or go the other way. It makes absolutely no difference. I'll start 3 o'clock on Sunday, and I'll take the points. I think these are two very evenly matched teams. Yeah, you know what? Hurts might be better than Purdy. I think complete team-wise coaching all of it. Little edge to San Francisco. A lot of weapons on that Niners offense as well. I think this is a field goal game. I'll take the Niners 24-21. Not only do they cover, they outright win. Uh, And then we move our attention to 630 on Sunday evening. The Chiefs laying one to Cincinnati. I I liked Cincinnati. I have since switched to Kansas City. I'll take the Chiefs and lay the one point. Why? I feel that Mahomes is going to be healthier than I anticipated. And I, I, at some point, and maybe I'm wrong, and I actually, I, I might even root for Cincinnati because I like them more than Kansas City, but I have to take who I actually think is going to win this game. That offensive line, how in the world can you lose three starters from your offensive line Multiple guys late in the season and not skip a beat. It makes no sense. So for that reason, and I think Mahomes is probably somewhat healthy-ish, I will take Kansas City and lay the one. All right, who's up next? Do you want me to go next? Yeah, why don't you go next? You have Let you two guys for. fight it out at the end. Yeah, I didn't realize RJ was a game ahead of, of Santi. Yeah. All right, and with and my Ray, first that, pick. That, that, Kansas City, that Kansas City game was awful. The backdoor oh. cover. Yeah, how about that one? Now you know how I feel. Rick's on a heater. Keep it going, Rick. <laughs> you know what? Don't lose seventeen in a row. And that's a coffee. Seventeen in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I was one. In, I was one in seventeen. Oh sure. my God. Starbucks going to be bustling on Monday. Yeah, bustling. I'm all sorry. Right, my, I'm sorry. Eleven in a row. All right. With my first pick, I'm going to do what I've been doing all week, uh, all over the last couple of weeks. I'm going to go directly head to head against Dave. Obviously, I'm going to take the Eagles. 
and I'm going to lay the two and a half. Jalen Hurts at home. Look like he's not not maybe 100%, but pretty damn close. Tons of weapons. I think they can take advantage of of maybe the one weakness with San Francisco's D, which could be that secondary. Uh, they have a great offensive line. And I do think at some point Brock Purdy is going to show that he is, is a rookie. And I think this defensive line is going to be the ones to do that. So I'll take the Eagles minus the two and a half, although I hope the Niners, I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Niners win. And then with my second pick, I'm going to take Joe Burrow in Burrowhead and get the point. I'll take the Bengals plus the point. Um, scares me a little bit that everyone's all over the Bengals, but I don't know, man. This team against Kansas City, this defensive coordinator against Patrick Mahomes in this offense, I don't know what it is, but Lou Anarumo seems to have his number. Burrow last, uh, Burrow's 3-0 against Mahomes, eight touchdowns, one interception, completing 72 of his passes, and 327 passing yards a game. He, oh, by the way, is 3-0 on the road in the postseason. Did you go those two games to go against me, or those really the two games you believe in? Uh, those are the two games I'm going to take. Okay, good. I don't want the Eagles to win, but I'm just I'm taking the Eagles, but I would rather them not win. That's fine. All right, uh, RJ Ray, you guys battle it out. See who goes next. I'll go. Look, okay. he, RJ's in front, so. Uh, I've been on this bandwagon all year. I've felt top to bottom the best team in the NFC has been San Francisco. Don't get me wrong. Philadelphia's very good, and they've had a hell of a year. But San Francisco, I think they've got a great defense. They've got a great offensive mind in Kyle Shanahan, and he keeps putting Brock Purdy in positions to succeed. In what? Positions to succeed. (laughs) And I believe that that will continue this week. I will take San Francisco. Okay. Sandy, Sandy, what's your favorite position? (laughs) He puts him in positions to succeed. I mean, off guard. I can get the Chiefs score in there if you'd like. Uh, Cincinnati, Kansas City. And I know everyone's on the Cincinnati bandwagon. I mean, you know what? They've defied the odds all season long. And they do have the Chiefs number. What do we call it? Burrowhead? Burrowhead. Yep. I don't care how Pat Mahomes looks walking off a podium. That's different than trying to scramble around the football field. Uh, First play of the game, I mean, you got to think they're going to come after him. So we're going to find out exactly how that game is going to go right away. Give me the Bengals plus one. Look at you. All right. And RJ, we know you're going Niners. What's the second game? Shanty, great decisions there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a coffee. I'm go with the Chiefs and lay the net and I. Uh, uh, I am taking the Niners. We've dove into it. I don't want to over talk or over speak. I'll get yelled at by Dave. No. All I'll leave you with is this: It wasn't that long ago we didn't know if Nick Sirianna Sirianna was a good, let alone great coach, which he's in the Coach of the Year, rightfully so, discussion this year. This is the biggest game he's ever coached in, and he's up against someone who I know blown leads. Get it with Shanahan. At least he's built those leads. I think we're going to learn something about Sirianni this weekend. I'm not sure how good it's going to be for him. Give me the Niners plus two and a half. Yes. Homer pick, sure. Don't care. And, and we all hate and we all hate Sirianni. That's Everybody right. Everybody hates the Eagles and Sirianni. That's right. And to everyone jumping aboard the Bengals bandwagon, I say welcome. It's a fun place. It's been rewarding. Truthfully, I actually think the Chiefs might win this game. Ugh. But just for as long as I've been with these Bengals... I have no other reason but Joe Burrow to pick the Bengals, and that's good enough for me. Give me Cincinnati plus one. All right. There you have it. Everybody takes Cincinnati except for me. And I agree with you. I'm actually picking Kansas City, but I hope Cincinnati wins that game. 
Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.